Hey folks, Scott Weingart here, and this is a breaking news we just published today, the basics trial on fluid choices and fluid administration rate in the JAMA, publishes two separate papers, and uh, you'll want to know what it says. So let's get the rest of the MCRIT team, Josh Farkas, aka Pomcrit, and Rory Spiegel, in this case, CC Nerd or EM nerd sometimes. And uh, let's hear what the trial showed. Who could, which of you two think they could uh, just give a like two minute description of what these two trials showed? Want to go for it, Rory? Sure. Um, go for it. So basically this uh, is built off the idea that uh, balanced solutions um, are potentially uh, more beneficial than uh, chloride-rich solutions like normal saline uh, and lead to less kidney failure and then uh, morbidity and mortality due to that. Um, and then the secondary analysis they also looked, which I thought was fairly interesting, the speed at which we give uh, a bolus, um, randomizing patients to either get their bolus at uh, 99 uh, 999 milliliters an hour versus 333. So um, a rather fast bolus versus an intermediate bolus to see if um, a fast bolus led to, led to more third spacing, uh, more interstitial edema, so on and so forth. Um, and so uh, essentially a massive trial, uh, over 10,000 patients randomized uh, to the two arms. Um, and the enrollment, uh, they basically, I think were selecting a group of patients that had the potential to be harmed um, by chloride-rich solutions because some of the, the critique of earlier trials is these patients weren't really at that risk, didn't really get a large volume. And so, you know, any benefit wouldn't be found in these studies. So they looked at patients greater than 65 uh, with a acute kidney injury with cirrhosis, with sepsis, um, basically trying to identify a group of patients that, that were fairly high risk. And then they were randomized to either plasmolite or normal saline, which was the blinded part of the arm. The rate of the infusion was non-blinded. Um, and essentially, it looked like a fairly good randomization. The groups looked fairly balanced. They got a fairly significant amount of fluid, I think 1.5 liters of about two liters of fluid over the first 24 hours and about three liters over the course of the next three days. Um, the, the, the bulk of it was the solution they were randomized to, so 1.5 out of two liters. Um, large portion of them were septic. Uh, I think greater than 50% were uh, either hypotensive on vasopressors and about 44% of each arm were uh, mechanically ventilated. So uh, all in all, I think fairly representative of what we see in the ICUs and, and who we think may or may not benefit from balanced solutions. Um, and then essentially they looked at their primary endpoint was 90-day uh, mortality. Um, they found no significant difference between the two groups. We can talk about the 0.8% difference, which was fairly similar to the 0.8% difference they found in SMART, um, but it was no actual significant difference between these two groups. They also found no difference in any of their secondary endpoints, uh, looking at the need for renal replacement therapy, looking at um, an increase in uh, uh, renal numbers, so a Cadigo score greater than two, time on the vent, or anything else. So a, a fairly negative study all in all. Um, and then if you look at the, the second analysis they did with rate of fluid, it was fairly similar, um, got fairly similar populations. Uh, the patient's seem to get the fluid at the rate that they were assigned the majority of the time. They got a decent amount of fluid. And again, they found no difference in any of the incomes, outcomes that they think matter. That's perfect. Perfect summary. So uh, let's first discuss the fluid choice question. What do we make of this? What's the, uh, what's the take-home message here? Josh, you want to start this one off? 
You know, this is challenging. So these patients didn't get a ton of fluid. And I think we could all say based on this study and just in general, if you have a patient who's already been resuscitated, if they're sitting in the intensive care unit, if you're going to give them a liter, a liter and a half of fluid, it probably doesn't make a huge difference, whether that's normal saline or plasmolite. That's what this study shows. My major question is, is there some difference between plasmolite and lactated drinkers? Because that's what was used in the SMART trial. And there are real differences between these fluids. You know, plasmolite has this gluconate anion that's kind of like kicking around and no one really knows what to do with that. So I guess my major question is, um, is there something special about lactated rigors or does fluid just not matter and nothing matters and we should just go home and give up? Right. Um, so, I mean, this has kind of been a, a pet, pet uh, topic of mine. Actually, this was the first thing I ever wrote about uh, into foam was I, I guess vote on Brent Toma's old boring EM blog, um, kind of critiquing all the, all the data suggesting that that balanced solutions were better. So, um, part of me wants to say this was a big fat, I told you so, <laughs> for yep. eight years. Um, but I, I, I do agree with Josh in the sense that it, I think it probably matters a whole lot more of, of how much fluid we give rather than the fluid we give. Um, but I think just given the strength of this data, you know, I often find we need so little data to actually initiate a therapy, like our threshold to start initiating stuff. And the best recent example is targeted temperature management, right? Like we jumped on that despite so many kind of um, problems with the internal validities of the normal trials. And then as stronger data comes out, we like will critique small things to question the external validities of these really good studies, all the while ignoring the, the large problems of the original trials. Smart to me, uh, I, I almost thought it showed the safety of normal saline. You know, it took them 15,000 patients with a pseudo randomized trial and a composite endpoint to find a tiny difference between the two. And the whole difference was almost made up by mortality with no real difference identified in, in the difference in renal failure. And so one question is the actual um, validity of the composite outcome that they um, found. The only other thing that is sort of interesting in this trial, and, and it kind of like shows, you know, we are like slaves to p-values and like the way the investigators present results, because there was a 0.8% difference in mortality in the SMART trial. There's a 0.8% difference in this. There was a tiny difference in the, the amount of patients that needed renal replacement therapy. There was a tiny difference here, right? And that's what made up their composite endpoint. And that's the same thing. If you did if you didn't make 30, I'm sure it would be pretty close. Um, and so, you know, I think part of how we're influenced is, is just essentially how the data is presented. Uh, that being said, you know, maybe lactated ringers is, is beneficial, but I think at this point, it's the onus on someone to prove it and, and show that, you know, there is a benefit to balanced solutions over normal saline. All right. So the only tiny subgroup signal was in traumatic brain injury patients, uh, the plasmolite looked worse. And the authors on the live feed that uh, Rob McSweeney put out, they, they posit it's due to the tonicity, which I would find weird. There's very little difference between normal saline and plasmolite 148. Uh, but that was the only subgroup with signal. So let's exclude those patients from this question I'm going to ask. So with this, Rory, what fluid are you choosing? Um, so I, honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> it's really the fluid that we have in the unit that I'm in. Um, and most of the time, uh, in the ED, that's normal saline. And most of the time in the ICU, it's lactated ringers. And, um, I, I'd rather, you know, make it logistically simple until someone doesn't have to run and find another bag of fluid. Um, cause I don't really think it matters. Fair, Josh. 
you know, I'm still sticking in the lactated ringers camp. And I have to say, to be totally honest, you know, I don't think it's going to matter for someone who's getting one liter or two liters. But I think the problem is there's this cognitive burden where if you have someone who gets five or six liters and you're in like a shop where everyone's getting normal saline, no one is really going to stop at four liters and say, we need to switch to bicarb or we need to switch to LR. So I feel like if you just work on LR, you're going to, it'll just be easier and more idiot proof. Yeah. After all the work I did to get LR in there, I'm probably going to stick with that until there's something saying it's not safe. Uh, I'm not saying it's better though it, it could be. I'm simply saying uh, there's no signal saying it's worse. And at this stage of the game, it's just easier to go with what we work to get. Uh, so, yeah. Go ahead, Roy. I have a question for you. Now, with that subgroup, will you change? Because you weren't giving it to TBIs anyway. I was, was always that... giving any brain injury patient normal saline in the first place. So okay. I don't so have to change my practice. Uh, LR would probably be the worst of all things for right, a brain right. injury patient. So it, that's why we kept the normal saline around. All right. So let's just go quickly to the second trial in terms of take-homes. Uh, you know, this all came from uh, Kate Malin's work in terms of fluid rapidity. There were some other studies out there saying that if you gave it slowly, it may stick around in the plasma space longer. Uh, you know, it's very suggestive, but not really any compelling evidence. Uh, do we have to care about rate at all after this trial? Josh, you want to start that one up? I don't know that the trial definitively answers that question. There were some signals that maybe the folks who got fluid more slowly did a bit better from a pulmonary standpoint, but statistically it didn't really salt out. So I don't think it's super definitive. And then the other question too is like 999 versus 333. Like if you really wanted to do a comparison, I would have been more interested in like a bolus over an hour versus like 75 an hour for a day. Mm. All right. right. I, I, that's with me. This is like moderately fast versus a little less fast, right? It wasn't really, you know, like the way we slam it in in 15 minutes versus stringing it out, um, sort of what the feast trial did. I really wanted this to be positive. I wanted the take home to be like, it doesn't matter what you give, it matters how you give it. But unfortunately, everything was negative as it tends to be. And, wh and what you two are still sticking with though, is it might not matter what you give or how quickly you give it, it matters how much you give. I think that's probably the most important point. Yeah, I, you know, it amazes me. We'll have like these long drawn out debates on on the type of fluid we give and we just missed the point that the patient got 15 liters of fluid in the first 24 hours. All right. Josh, any last words? <laughs> I, I don't have any huge wisdom here. It's just, I, I honestly, I don't think this is really going to change my practice a whole lot. I still like lactated ringers. I'd love, love, love if someone could compare LR versus plasma. But honestly, I think the major problem with these studies is like there, I do believe in my heart of hearts, there's a group of patients who come in and they get like six or eight liters of fluid and they get a chloride level of like, you know, 115. And I think this matters to them. And I think that group of patients is lost in these studies where, you know, most of the patients are not incredibly sick. Most of them have already been resuscitated a bit. And it's hard to just tease out that little subgroup of patients. So, you know, I think this is the challenge of taking, you know, this massive randomized controlled trial and applying it, you know, to a group of patients who are going to get different volumes of fluid. I still think at the end of the day, if you're working in a busy resuscitation arena, you're throwing around a lot of fluid, patients are crashing. You don't have a lot of time to, you know, think about everyone's chloride and think about everyone's bicarb and think about everyone's potassium. I think if you're just throwing around the balanced, you know, solution, especially lactated ringers, you'll be less likely to really screw things up. 
Well, I can't thank you two enough, and do not let our nihilism about the results in any way impugn the work done by these authors. I mean, this was an insanely good trial, so well wrought, enormous, uh, and much akin to TTM too. Just because it's a negative result does not mean that this trial was not incredibly potent and helpful to the critical care arena. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you.